Here's what's coming up on today's show. This is the ideal time to consider at least buying more of the very same stocks that are in your portfolio. You want to buy things when they're cheap. Help is on the way. This is the Retirement Rescue Podcast with certified financial planner, Dan Capril. One thing I've noticed lately, and I think it's probably a function of coming out of the pandemic when it was actually difficult to spend money for a lot of people. I didn't have much trouble, by the way. My wife certainly did not. But a lot of people found themselves not doing a lot. And as a result, their cash starts to accumulate, which is not a bad thing. I mean, especially when you consider markets are down. And as a result, people aren't all that excited about spending their investments if they have to sell them at a slight decline. So the key question becomes, what do I do with with this cash? Now, over the last couple of months, I've met with a number of people who've had multi-six-digit numbers in cash, uh, which driving that varies. But I thought what I would do is dedicate some time to just discussing that. What do you do if you have a cash hoard? And I came up with nine things that you could do. But before I get into that, let me take you through the disclaimer. This show is not intended to give you financial advice. You should take this information for what it is, education. Now, if you want to talk to us about giving you advice, we're happy to do that for you. Just simply send an email to dan at moneyandclarity.com and we will schedule a time. Or you can make it even easier. You can go to bookachatwithdan.com. Either way. But for the most part, I want you to make sure that whatever you learn on this show, if you are thinking about doing it, discuss it with your advisor. Don't just assume because I said this could work that it's a good fit for you. It's kind of like medicine. Sometimes in general, a certain drug might work well, but your body may not take to it. So keep that in mind when it comes to financial services. Okay, let's get back to the show. So I've come up with nine things and I'm going to take you through each one of them. And I hope that you find some good insight. The first one is spend it. Now, I don't mean spend it carelessly, but if you have been regularly taking withdrawals from your portfolio, and your portfolio at the moment is down because market prices as a whole are down. Well, why not spend some of the cash? The cash isn't down. Why not give your portfolio a better chance to rebound? Sometimes people have a hard time separating the money in their bank from money in their investments as if they're, they're not the same. Well, it's all your money. So when a particular asset class is down, Ideally, you'd like to leave it alone. Give it a chance to rebound. And so if you have a lot of cash, well, consider spending that for a while. Don't take systematic withdrawals from your savings. Another thing you could do, obviously, is you could put it in the bank. That's probably where it is right now. I hope it's not sitting in a box. Now, I will tell you, as interest rates rise, and they seem to be on their way up, you will start to receive more interest from your bank. So whether it be CDs, money market savings accounts, they're going to pay more. But don't get too excited because the only reason they're paying more is because inflation is going up. One of the ways in which the government 
tries to counter inflation is by shrinking the money supply. And the way you shrink the money supply is by raising interest rates. So as a result, people will be more likely to buy government instruments or bank accounts that pay higher interest. But the interest that you receive, especially after you pay the tax, is not likely to be a positive gain for you. It's more likely that after taxes and inflation, your money won't have the same purchasing power. In fact, forget taxes. Sometimes just the interest you get isn't enough to keep up with inflation. As a rule, I recommend you have six months of living expenses in cash, and that's it. There's really no need for much more than that unless you have a major purchase coming over the horizon. But if you are in money markets or CDs or savings accounts, the good news for you is the interest rates are probably gonna go up. But the bad news is you're still not gonna come out ahead. I like to say that when you put a lot of money in the bank, you may feel like it is safe, but I believe what you're really doing is going broke safely. Something to keep in mind. All right, third thing you can do, you can buy annuities. Annuities are, in essence, loans, if you will, to insurance companies, and in return, they will pay you interest. And you don't have to pay the tax on that interest until you pull the money out. So you may find that the annuity will pay you a higher interest rate than a bank. It should, simply because an insurance company has a little bit more risk associated with it than does a bank, because banks have FDIC. But you can get some very stable guarantees from insurance companies. Understand though, if you put money in an annuity, in many cases, not all, but in many cases, you're gonna have to leave it there for a number of years. You might be able to access 10% of it every year, but the lion's share of it is going to need to stay there. So if the annuity is paying, say, 4.5% and your bank's paying 2.5%, well, that might be something worth considering. Another thing you could do is you could address an exposure that you have in your financial plan. And for many people, that's a lack of long-term care insurance. They are self-insuring this long-term care exposure, in many cases, without really giving it a whole lot of thought. And they hope they have enough money because should you need some type of custodial care in your lifetime, it is highly unlikely that the government is going to pay for that. You're going to pay for it. It's going to come out of your money. Now, you could certainly set this cash aside and think, okay, that's going to be enough to cover my cost of long-term care. It's fine. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. But for a fraction of that amount of money, you could, if you're in good health, buy insurance to cover the cost. Now, it's not cheap, but it's probably going to be a lot cheaper than self-insuring the exposure altogether. If this is excess cash that you don't need for your long-term income, then why not use some of it to protect your savings? Sometimes I've seen examples where the long-term care premium is less than 1% of the total net worth. So I often ask clients, does it make sense to spend less than 1% of your net worth every year to potentially protect half of it? Now, if you don't want to buy long-term care insurance, another thing you could do with your excess cash is you buy what is called a long-term care hybrid product. And this can come in the form of a life insurance policy or it can come in the form of an annuity. And in this case, the money that you put in can then be utilized to cover the cost of long-term care. And the amount of money that you receive will be greater than the amount of money that you put in. Even better, 
if you never use the products, well, then your estate will get a full reimbursement. In fact, your estate may actually get more money than what you put in. There's a lot of ways that you can skin the long-term care cat, if you will. But putting your head in the sand, not a good way to go. All right, here's another great idea. But unfortunately, it's only good for $20,000. How would you like to get over 9.5% on your money? Guaranteed by the federal government. Well, you can. It's called an I-bond. And you can invest $10,000 in an I-bond a year. Right now, they're paying 9.62% because they have inflation adjustments. And the way that you buy them is you go to treasurydirect.com. Now, you can only put in $10,000. If you're married, you can put in $20,000. But this is a no-brainer. You know, for just your regular cash reserves, I would strongly recommend that you do this. It pays interest every six months. So the 9.62 divided in half. Another thing you can do, and this may turn out to be a very wise thing, is to take advantage of the fact that stocks and bonds are down right now. And you can go out and buy more. You can buy more shares at a cheaper price. We all know the logic, right? Buy when prices are low, sell when they are high. Sadly, too often people do the complete opposite. Markets go down, they get out, they take their losses, and then they sit on the sidelines waiting for the market to rebound, which means they're gonna get in high again. It's crazy. This is the ideal time to consider at least buying more of the very same stocks that are in your portfolio. You want to buy things when they're cheap. Another thing you can do, you can pay off debt. If you have any debt and you're sitting there with excess cash, guaranteed return on your money. Whatever the interest rate is, it's gone. Whether that be your mortgage, credit cards, car loan. Now, some types of debt are better than others. Mortgages definitely have some advantages to them. The interest may be tax deductible for you, and it's probably reasonably low. So that might be something worth considering is to keep the mortgage alive and allow yourself to invest your own money at a higher rate. But if not, logical place for excess cash, pay down your debt. And the last bit of advice I'm going to give you, the last thing, the ninth thing that you can do with your excess cash reserves, this is money that you've accumulated that maybe you don't even need. You've done your analysis and it's like, no, I'm not going to need this money. I'll, I will not outlive my money. Well, Give it away. I know, it doesn't sound like as much fun. Well, you don't have to give it to charity, although that's a very nice thing to do. You could give it to your heirs. I mean, if you're expecting to leave money to your heirs, you don't have to wait for death to do it. You can give it to them now. Now, as I look at all of these options, they're all good, but they all depend on your situation. So if you do have a large cash holding, ask yourself why. Why do you have more than six months of living expenses? If you want to get more interest on your money, some products like annuities may be able to do that for you with little or no risk. The long-term care issue is a big one, and I strongly recommend that you consider that, whether you use a hybrid product or whether you use a traditional insurance product. There's pros and cons to all of them. But by all means, take advantage of any opportunity out there that can pay you more interest. So whether it be an annuity, whether it be an I-bond, do it. Personally, myself, I'm using this as an opportunity to go out and buy more stocks because the market's down. So I'll be buying even more as a result. I'll be buying more shares than I would have been able to buy a year ago. All right. Again, if you have any debt, retire it, 
possibly might be the right solution. And lastly, if you're going to be leaving money to your heirs, you might want to consider giving it to them now. You can actually witness your gift being used. That's pretty cool. All right. So thank you for listening to this month's edition of the Retirement Rescue Podcast. If you have any questions, you want to reach out to me, just go to bookachatwithdan.com. Thank you. Information provided on today's show is provided for information purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been attained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Always consult with an investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. To obtain a copy of Form ADV and a privacy policy statement, call 800-353-7923.